0: Welcome to Focus on Success with Fozzie Acosti. Our program is designed to help you with executive function challenges. Our guest experts offer perspective, experience, and ideas to improve different aspects of your life. Now, here is your host, Fozzie Acosti.
1: Hi, welcome. This is Fazi Acosti, and today I have an absolutely wonderful guest to share with you today. Uh, This is Raminder Preet Alisa. She is a certified yoga therapist and founder of the Life Skills Yoga Program, where she teaches people how to find not just physical strength and resiliency, but emotional strength and resilience as well, guiding them toward their own empowerment. She has earned a master's degree in spiritual psychology from the University of Santa Monica and has worked in the Los Angeles area for quite some time now. Uh, Raminder Preet has produced the 2017 documentary, The Brain, The Body, Your Breath The Science of Yoga Therapy, which won awards at both the Awareness Festival, the Awareness Film Festival, at LA Live and the LA Underground Film Format for, Forum, <laughs> welcome Raminder Preet. Hi, thank you. I am really looking forward to our conversation. I think this is going to be fantastic. Uh, I would love to start off with just having you share a little bit more about who you are. How did you get into yoga, and talk a little bit about that?
2: So, uh, you know, yoga was never something I really sought out. Um, I Worked for many years after high school in the entertainment industry growing up in LA. Um, I worked for film companies, TV companies, radio companies, and uh, kind of felt, you know, not so much fun anymore after a few years and left the industry and jumped into a whole other industry of vocational rehab for about another eight years. And uh, then I got married and I got pregnant and I decided, you know, I wasn't really happy in my life, in the things that I was doing in terms of career. And I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I'd always loved dancing. So I'm like, you know what? I don't care. I'm 29 years old. Who cares? I'm going to go get myself a dance degree. And so that's exactly what I did. I took two years at Santa Monica College and finished out my AA degree that I had never finished from 13 years prior and then transferred over to UCLA in the World Arts and Cultures Department, not knowing what the heck I was going to do with this degree, but just trusting that it was going to end up somewhere. And I ended up taking a yoga class at UCLA and immediately discovering the therapeutic qualities and said, this is what I want to do. Wow. And I'm stuck from that moment forward. For myself, I noticed I was already a mom. My son was two at the time. I was already a mom, and I saw how much more patience I had on the days that I did yoga with this class. I'm like, okay, hey, this is really weird. This is really making me patient <laughs> and happier. I was starting to feel, you know, over the time that it was making me happier and more productive and you know physically strong as well so as soon as I graduated from UCLA I went right into yoga teacher training and urbanyogini.com and now.net is was born and I started working immediately um, but this was years before we actually had yoga therapy programs like training programs right right programs. so you know we kind of made it up as we went along I took workshops by a lot of uh, wonderful yogis who had created, you know, uh, certain uh, adaptations for people with back issues, knee issues, things like that. So I took as many as those as I could, but essentially it was up to me to get to know my clients and then see what was working and learn from my clients. And that's Exactly what I did, and what I started to notice an interesting thing I started to notice I had no idea that this was going to happen. My clients would start to have emotional breakdowns in the middle of class. I didn't know what to do with them. I wasn't trained as a psychologist or anything. (laughs) Yeah. So the only thing I knew to do was to get them to breathe and relax and meditate and just kind of allow the emotions to flow through them and, and be released. Mm-hmm. And that's all I knew how to do. And so it seems it, like it worked. <laughs> it did. It did. Um, but then I, 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 I told myself after a couple of years, I wanted to be able to reach out more to people, be able to serve them a little bit more holistically. And that's when I got my master's degree in spiritual psychology and so I integrated into a program that I call now Life Skills Yoga Program, which is my website. And um, it's been e- evolving ever since. So right after I got my master's degree, I was able to start to work uh, in, in, in clinical settings. That's wow. when I started to work in hospitals. And I did this. I have to go back a little bit to why I chose to go into dance at all. And I said, you know, I had a little baby at the time. And because I hadn't been happy, I knew that I couldn't mm, tell my son to follow
1: his dreams if I hadn't done it. I love that. You have to model what you want your kids to do.
2: And that's what I started to do. And it just started evolving and growing on its own. This this thing I was creating, this career, this path, this journey just started to blossom with minimal effort, I'll have to say, you know, except for my own effort in learning and growing myself.
1: I think when you're on the right track, everything comes with ease. When you're not on the right track, it it feels like doors are slamming in your face.
2: Yes. And the key is when those doors open, to walk through them. (laughs) Absolutely. Walk through them. And so that's what I started to do. And I started working at hospitals all over LA, working with cancer patients, working privately. And that whole thing then led to my inspiration for my documentary.
1: So it just
2: snowballed from there.
1: (laughs) And your documentary is called the brain, the body, I'm sorry, your brain, your body, your breath, the science of yoga therapy. And, and, you know, I I would love to talk about that. Maybe now's a good, good as time as any, what, what is your um, inspiration behind this particular documentary? What what inspired you to do this?
2: So uh, I had been working at these hospitals for a while and I was seeing and hearing back reflected to me from the patients, the benefits that they were receiving, that they saw Mm -hmm. that they were receiving from the work they were doing with me. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people said, you know, their diabetes was under better control. Somebody else told me, their back pain was gone. Someone else told me, you know, they were just happier and these are all cancer patients. So, Um, you know, you would think that cancer would be their, their only focus, but then they saw
1: all these other benefits. Well, cancer can be all consuming. So you probably got to take their mind off of something that's so tragic and made them feel more human again. And I definitely
2: that. And I think also because of the way that yoga works, it actually changes your brain chemistry. So that's what I believe started to happen, but I didn't know it at the time. And so I got really curious what is happening in the body, what's happening in the brain while these people are doing this practice that's causing these, all these effects. I, I myself yeah. didn't understand it. So I started researching and talking to the hosp- one of the hospitals I was working with about doing a research project on site.
1: You know what I find interesting about yoga? You never hear about negative side effects. Never. It's always positive. So I love that aspect of it.
3: Yes.
2: Yes. Yes. Um, yes. And my film touches on a little bit of that. Um, so yeah, I, once I started researching and considering to do my own research, I saw how much research there already was. Wow. I don't want to do the research anymore. That's a lot of work. (laughs) (laughs) I Don't want to reinvent the wheel. It's already been done. Exactly. So I started contacting the people that had done various research projects or physicians who were using yoga as a therapy um, for, as a comprehensive holistic plan in conjunction with other things for HIV, cardiovascular disease, um, digestive issues, respiratory issues, depression, anxiety, Alzheimer's, uh, diabetes, cancer, I mean,
1: I speak of all of that. In wow! Your- yeah, I, I and even if somebody's not having health issues, it's a really great way of maintaining that wonderful state of mind, that wonderful health that you have already.
2: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Because when you do do the practice, you're you are creating um, energy um, movement of energy. Mm-hmm in the body that creates balance, which is what we all need, right? Balance, not too much of one thing, too much of another. It creates balance and the body, it's going to the body's innate wisdom, right? Yeah, I love that. When you cut yourself, you know, the body immediately sends its little soldiers to the site to to clot the blood flow, to start to heal and mend and stitch the the skin back together and creates a scab. And, you know, after a while that scab breaks off, everything's healed.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's a, That's a temporary seal.
2: <laughs> That's right. That's our own innate immune yeah. system coming. And so what yoga does is it generates a a balance in that innate
1: ability of the system to heal itself. I love it. I absolutely love it. And your documentary sounds absolutely wonderful. And you've won awards for this particular documentary. Where could somebody go see this documentary if that's something they were interested in doing?
2: So right now, uh, the film is uh, a component of my life skills yoga program. Uh, the signature program that I offer. And so if you sign up for the program, obviously you'll get a screening of the film. Aside from that, I I offer to people who email me, I will send you the link with the password. And so if give, somebody
1: goes to your website, can they email you that way?
2: You go to my website, go to the resources page where the trailer for my film is. And right underneath the trailer is my email address, raminderpreet at urbanyogini.net. It's right there. And you just have me and I can send that to you.
1: Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that with our our listeners. And I also know that if they go to to your website, lifeskillsyogaprogram.com, there's other free resources as well.
2: Lots. There's a whole videos page. You don't have to register for anything to see the videos. There's video on how to do long, deep breathing. There's video on how to do breath of fire. Long deep breathing is particularly good if you want to relax, if you want to cool down, you know, uh, really access the parasympathetic nervous system for healing. The breath of fire is really great to do in short spurts, one to three minutes, if you need energy, like you're about to go into a meeting, you know, high-powered meeting, you want the energy and the focus and the clarity of mind so you go do breath of fire
1: for a couple of minutes. It's really great to get that um, okay, the blood flowing. <laughs> yeah. So if somebody's giving a presentation before a presentation, that might be a really good activity to do. Okay, Absolutely. I love it. So let's shift gears a little bit. I, I, I love your movie, and I think that that's something that anybody who's listening should definitely go uh, listen to or watch. Um, but I want to I want to talk about a few other things as well. And so let's talk a little bit about what are some of the small lifestyle changes that we can make um, that make a big difference in our lives and, and, and also help us manage stress.
2: Yes. So one of the wonderful things about yoga and meditation is it promotes awareness in the mind. Okay. That's, that's how we develop mindfulness. And so when we bring mindfulness into our daily life, that's when yoga is starting to really come in and and take hold into the system. What yoga means is union. And in this case, we want to bring together mind, breath, and body. And so bringing that awareness into your daily life is something that you can do. For instance, do you walk your dog? Do you have a dog that you walk (laughs) and you walk your dog? Bring awareness into your walk with the dog. You're already walking. You don't have to change anything in your daily life. You already have that. The only thing you want to change is your awareness. So bring your breath into it. Maybe put your phone on vibrate, stick it in your pocket. So, you know, you can focus on the breath, on your feet, your gait, the things around you, interact with your dog, really be in the moment. Another thing I tell people, super easy to do. I know it takes me, you know, always a few minutes to get out of bed. Mm -hmm. So before I even get out of bed, I start to do long, deep breathing and just some gentle stretches. I hug my knees. I do a cat stretch, whatever it is, whatever I feel like doing in that moment that I feel like my body wants and needs. And that helps to wake your brain up, get the blood flowing, get the oxygen moving through the body. And kind of sets you for, for success on, through, through your morning. Little things like that. Um, even doing service. That's karma yoga. So explain that. T- tell us a little bit more about what that means. So there's different branches of yoga. And the one everybody knows most familiar is hatha yoga, which is with the asanas, the movements, and the breath, and, and the focus. But there's karma yoga and what karma yoga is bringing into your awareness when you're in service to others, tremendously healing. I know I used to break up with guys in the past and when I'd break up with somebody or they'd break up with me, I'd go volunteer for an organization because it made me feel better. I did it for myself. It was healing me. I was serving others, but it was really healing me as well. And so it was a win-win for everybody involved. So I always tell people, you know, you may not want to do asana yoga every day, but you can do different forms of yoga. Do you read inspirational books? You know, maybe you like Walden. Maybe you like the Bible. Maybe you like Rumi. You know, whatever you like to read for inspiration, that time and that space that you're holding to read inspirational material, that's yoga. hmm that's yana yoga. There's bhakti yoga. I loved that's devotional bhakti. And what do you devote? What do you want to be devoted to? I'm devoted to my garden. I love my garden. I love connecting with it, I love it. With it, interacting with it. And so that's my bhakti yoga. So there's yeah. lots of other ways. So when I work with somebody in the life skills yoga program, in my signature program, I share with people all these different ways that they could bring yoga into their life. And it's up to them to choose it because it's got to work for you. Your practice has to work for you, you know? So I don't teach what I do for yoga.
1: Right. I think people would be surprised at, you know, after your definition, I think people would be surprised at how much they actually do participate in yoga already. And that maybe if they made a little bit of a change in their daily routine, it would invite a different form of yoga and a different form of healing and a different form of inspiration that maybe they didn't have before, but it can change their life in a positive way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I love that
2: is awareness. And the key to awareness is your breath. So practicing the breath with everything you do. And that's why we practice breath with yoga Mm -hmm. because it's training you. Yoga, in terms of the asanas, is a gentle pressure, gentle acupressure on the body. It's putting a little bit of stress on your body so that you learn to breathe through the stress. When you learn to breathe through the stress in the asana,
1: then you can transfer that into your everyday life. Or as (laughs) a, a colleague of mine calls it, leaning into the pain mm mm-hmm.
2: yeah, yeah with with limits you don't want to go too far into it. right no you to I... <laughs> know, you to know your limits you maybe
1: know? maybe it's more the discomfort that you're leaning into
2: discomfort I always say it's good to be comfortable with discomfort because discomfort comes in all forms in life mm-hmm.
1: relationships, jobs, you know, right it's like being, comfortable with change. You, you can't avoid it. You might as well get used to it and learn how to handle it properly. And adapting. Yeah. Adapting.
2: So I do adapt
1: the, you
2: know, the postures to meet anybody's needs. If you can't, you know, twist yourself into a pretzel, that's fine. I'm not going to expect you to, right. but I will give you a posture that will challenge you toward that end. Maybe you know, this is intended to be a lifelong practice.
1: Right. Right. I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. Tell us the importance of having a morning routine and getting grounded before you start your day. Yes.
2: And I definitely do that. You know, I mentioned, you know, even before getting up out of bed, it's really, really good. Cause it, it does, it sets the mind to be able to think with more clarity when we meditate Uh, Oftentimes when we're stressed, the right side of the brain at the temple is what is functioning and actually overstressed and overworked. When we meditate and breathe in this way, something called the left shift that Dr. Boryshenko mentions in my film occurs. And the left shift takes all the activity to the left side of the brain at the temple Where executive functioning, you'd call the executive (laughs) function coach. I love that you connect the two. (laughs) Is present. Yes. Mm -hmm. So you can think more clearly as you move through your day, become less reactive. That's one of the benefits. Yeah.
1: No, I, I love it. In fact, one of the things that I promote quite extensively in my work is meditation. And I do offer hypnotherapy as a way to help people with that as well. So I love that, that you explain that to people so that this is just another way they can improve their lives and find success in their lives. I I really, I love when people have options in their day, like, you know what, today, I don't feel like doing yoga in the traditional way, but I think I'm going to go sit in the garden and read my book. There you go you know and i i had a client who said to me it's not meditation unless you're sitting on the floor and you've got your <laughs> feet up or your palms up or whatever and and i said no meditation has to do with your brain waves it has nothing to do with how you sit right and um he he did not like my my uh <laughs> my description, he, you know, he, he said, no, my daughter says there's only one way to do yoga. And I said, no, there's many ways to do yoga. There's many ways to do meditation. Oh, he said yoga and meditation together. And I said, no, there's many ways. And uh, yeah. So I think it's nice that people get to know that there's more information out there than they thought originally. And there's more ways to do meditation or yoga or any other practice that you can find a way to fit it into your life.
2: Yes. And, you know, not to be punny, but, you know, it's about being flexible.
1: I love punny. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
2: you know, learning to be flexible. We do mm-hmm. learn to be flexible physically, but when, you know, that also um, expresses itself in our mental, emotional uh, ways that we can adapt to life around us. So if we can adapt the posture to our body so that we still grow and stretch from it. Then we can also adapt the mind and start to observe because so much of yoga is about observing the mind, not so much um, trying to make it quiet. Although that can come with time. Initially monkey mind is really amazing and it's got a lot of power because it's had our whole lives In control of of us. And so when we start to come in to the mind and start to say, no, you're not going to think that and start to reel the mind in, I always say, rein it into the breath, bring it back to the breath, train the mind to focus on the breath. This is the training of mindfulness. And when you do that, then again, It reflects out in your daily life. Mm -hmm. And you can start to become aware of when you're in thoughts that don't serve you in the moment. And then you can make a choice. Well, I don't like how that feels. thoughts that don't serve you at all. How can I reframe this? Mm -hmm. So from my perspective, I know that this practice has, has done so much for me personally. I came from a very you know, uh disrupted childhood, an abusive home. I'm, you know, as I grew older, I went into abusive relationships. Mm, I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you. But you know what? It's okay. Because I I I learned from it. I got resilience. Challenges are what make us resilient.
1: If we're able do. To, to
2: move through. You know, the I, more yes. have, the more resilient we get.
1: I agree. I agree. I actually have a philosophy that our challenges that we have as a younger person really set the tone for our adult life. But the way that it does is it teaches us certain skill sets. So if um, you know somebody's abused or somebody's abused you, you might learn compassion. Or if somebody's you know treated you badly, you might learn to treat others better. Or Whatever it is, it's, it's about how you're going to use that in a positive way later in life, hopefully a positive way. So we have a, yeah, we have a couple minutes before we take our break. And, and I do want to come back and talk about this when we get back from our break, but I would like to have our listeners, um, have your information so that if they want to contact you, uh, life skills, yoga program.com is where they can go to get free resources and I'm sorry, I cannot remember your email. Could you state that one more time, please?
2: It is Raminder Preet, just like on the screen right there, Raminder Preet at Urbanyogini.net.
1: Yeah. And for those of you who are not watching this on YouTube, you can go to our YouTube channel and you can definitely um, see the behind the scenes video uh, of Raminder Preet's uh, interview today. Um, if you are looking to get in touch with me, you can go to executivefunctioncoachaz.com. You can uh, subscribe to our Executive Function magazine there. You can also uh, look at our testimonials. You can look at our last three uh, Executive Function magazine uh, um, volumes there. We have all three in. Um, we have all three links there. Um, you can also contact me directly if you have uh, a question or if you like a free consultation. Uh, you can also contact me if you're interested in writing an article for the magazine, or if you'd like to be a guest on our show, we would love to have, uh, questions. Um, so you can feel free to send your questions through, uh, our contact page and the, um, uh, Website as well. Um, and once again, we will be back after these messages um, and we'll talk to Reminder Preet Elisa when we come back.
3: Become
0: our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America.
3: If you are struggling with organization, time management, or other executive functions, Bozzi Costi is ready to put you on the path to success. Visit executivefunctioncoachaz.com. Fozzie works with in person clients at her Phoenix, Arizona office or with clients anywhere across the country remotely. Mention that you heard this ad from the Focus on Success radio show and receive a free initial consultation with Fozzie, plus $50 off an intake evaluation, a $300 value. Visit Executive Function Coach or call 480 648 1122. On Living Strong, the Flip Side of Adversity, Dr. Virdra Jackson presents stories and powerful
2: guest experts from business, health, relationships, and faith. Every story has its flip side, and we are here to delve into the story and challenge you to view what has kept you in a singular mindset and turn it into the flip side. When you can effectively do that, you'll experience necessary growth. Tune in live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
3: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
0: You are listening to Focus on Success. To reach Fazia Acosti or her guest on the live show, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Fazia at executive AZ.com. Now, back to focus on success.
1: Hi, welcome back. I'm Fazia Costi, and today we are talking to Raminderpreet Alisa, a certified yoga therapist and founder of the Life Skills Yoga Program. Welcome back, Raminderpreet. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really enjoying our conversation. I, I love what you do. And I would love to um, talk a little bit about um, in, in this next segment, I'd like to talk a little bit about how or let's, let's talk a little bit about how um, you can use your breath to reduce stress in everyday situations. Can we talk a little bit about that?
2: Sure. So Again, we make the breath the key aspect of of a yoga practice. And we do that with a certain intention because we're putting stress, minute stress on the body through the yoga postures and then training ourselves to stay present to the breath. So with that foundation, as you move through life and stress happens, the stress will happen. um, You can go to the breath more intuitively um, over time, because your body starts to recognize the breath helps release the stress. And actually what it's doing literally you're accessing the parasympathetic nervous system. And through that, you are able to reverse the effects of things like adrenaline and cortisol in the body, which are stimulated with stress. And can be toxic over time if you don't reverse it, if you just hold the stress over time, that's going to really be a detriment to the body. And how the body reacts is mostly, most often through in, uh, inflammatory diseases, which seven out of 10 reasons of the people go to the doctor is for inflammatory diseases. So if we can oh. reduce that, that. I
1: did not know that.
2: Yeah, it would really relieve the hospitals and the doctor's offices, right? And help relieve some of that insurance, all that insurance and pills and medicines. If you're able to reverse those symptoms, which by accessing the parasympathetic nervous system and breathing is exactly what you do because you start to instead produce endorphins and GABA and other types of proteins in the body that helps stimulate the immune system, that strengthen the respiratory system, the endocrine system. I mean, all the systems of the body. The list goes on, yeah. It goes on and therefore all the organs
1: as well will benefit. Wow, thank you for sharing that. So if someone has never done yoga before, how could they get started? What is a good starting point?
2: A good starting point is a, you know, beginner's course, first of all. I would, you know, from my perspective and the way I teach, I do chair yoga class on my website, and I also do an all levels yoga class. But however, through this class, I give adaptations for all levels. So if you're a very, very beginner, I'll give the option for you. If you're more advanced, I'll give the option for you. And then listening to your body and, you know, really starting simple. I wouldn't go gung ho because it's easy to, you know, get overloaded and then pull all the way back. I've seen it many, many times. People, go, oh, this is great. This is great. They go every day, every day, and then they burn out on it and they pull back and, you know, may or may not go back. So start small and start with the breath. The breath <laughs> is the key.
1: Gotcha. How often would you recommend somebody go participate in yoga if they were doing it at a beginner level?
2: Do it when that works for you in your life and your schedule. Be kind but- to yourself. You know, um, yes, doing it more, the more often you do it, will benefit you more. But even if it's just once a week, that's fantastic. Start somewhere, start somewhere that works for you because you want to be able to stick with it over time. And, you know, it's real easy for me to come and say, oh, do it every day. But I've been doing it for more than 20 years. So I I have a different relationship to it than somebody just starting. And the last thing you want to do is start to feel guilty or undo stress because you didn't make your class when you committed to five days a week just starting out. So, you know, baby steps, I always tell people, baby steps, do something that works for you, something that's going to be realistic in your life, with your lifestyle. Um, maybe doing it online is the best for you. Uh, Maybe you have a studio right across the street where you live that's really convenient for you to get to, you know, doing things so that you set yourself up
1: for success and whatever that means to you. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Would you mind sharing some of the success stories that you've had, like uh, stories of clients who maybe you've met at the hospital or maybe in your practice? I'd love to hear those.
2: Uh, The woman that comes straight out of mind, first of all, is a woman that I met at one of the hospitals I worked, where I worked. She was at the time 73 years old and she had had in the past breast cancer. And she went through chemo and all of that and she came out uh, with no breast cancer. And then a few years later, They discovered that it had come back and it had metastasized to her bones. And they basically told her, you know, go home and, you know, get your affairs in order. And she basically said no. And she didn't know how to use the Internet. So she asked her son to get her information on alternative methods for healing. And so she started to look up how to get, you know, into healthy eating. She started walking every day. She started meditating and doing yoga. I started working with her a little bit after this. But she said that within a few years, her or probably sooner than that, the cancer was completely gone. And I don't know how that happened, but that was her experience. And um, actually, since I've done my film, I have learned that the yoga and meditation practice and certain meditations in particular actually turn cancer genes off. And so I can only suspect that that's what happened to her. And it was such an amazing story. And then now that's, that's a really out there story that I don't know that how common that is, but it was one of those stories that I said, wow, that's amazing.
1: So certain poses create, help turn off the cancer gene.
2: I don't know. It certain poses as much as the totality of a yoga practice. Oh, wow. You're working on the whole, on all the systems of the body. When you do a yoga practice and you meditate you, uh, while in, in terms of Hatha yoga. Now, if you, ter- you talk in terms of Kundalini yoga, which is also uh, the other form of yoga that I'm trained and practice in, that is more specific. It's not specific to cancer per se or diseases, but it, it is specific to increasing your immune system or to releasing anger, which can be a source. For a lot of people, of cancer down the line,
1: absolutely.
2: Um, things like that. So, kundalini is specific, but it's specific in a more generalized sense. If that makes any sense, um, it's not. You know, you do this for breast cancer, or you do this for thyroid disease, or you know, you do the a whole practice to strengthen the immune system, and it helps everything. Overall to, health. To cleanse the nervous system. <laughs> And so the effects then are these other effects, these other secondary and
1: tertiary effects. I love it. No, I absolutely love it. Um, Do you have any other wonderful stories you can share with us?
2: Um, Yes, absolutely. Let's see what's another one. I guess for myself personally, I think I can come personally from it. I had mentioned, you know, all how I grew up and how this practice has really helped me to heal. Mm -hmm. I've been able to release a lot of anger, you know, because of the way I grew up, I did have anger, I had anger issues. And so I created angers in these relationships that I had and attracted people who were angry. And so really healing that. And so when you observe the mind through a yoga practice and observing the thoughts that you have, observing the fears, observing all these things, and then choosing to reframe them. So the way I chose to reframe my upbringing was that my parents did the best they could. They were flawed. They had their own issues that they grew up with and didn't know how to heal them and sunk deeper into them. Um, And so for me, I didn't go to my mother and tell her I forgave her because she would never have accepted it. But I forgave her anyway. Right. For me,
1: Because I yeah.
2: want to carry that.
1: Well, I love that you didn't hold that, that you were able to see that your parents were flawed, that they're human, and that as human beings, we are flawed. And it, once you can see that, it, it's interesting how as kids, I see kids idolize their parents almost to the point of, They can do no wrong, but, but we are human and you're right. Adults who have children are not perfect. Right. We'd like to be, we'd like to try to be, but we're not even close. And I think it's wonderful that you can see that and not internalize it. I think a lot of people internalize that and maybe you did at some point, maybe that's where the anger was. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But it took going back and saying, okay, I don't want to carry this anymore. I don't feel good. It doesn't feel good. And that came from being more in touch with my body and my thoughts through my yoga practice Mm -hmm. and wanting to change it. So reframing, reframing my mother. She did the best she could. And I'm going to forgive her because she had her own baggage that she didn't know how to deal with. I'm fortunate. I have tools now that I can heal myself with. And so from that, I grow and I became a better mother to my children. Rather than repeating, because that's you know that's the generational trauma you know that moves through generation to generation if you're not aware of it. Yeah. But if you're aware of it, you can do something about it. Yeah. You're not a sentence to a life of this. I love
1: it. I love it. No, absolutely. you know, and I really appreciate you sharing such a personal story because I think it inspires people and it allows people to kind of take a look at their own life um, and maybe open up a little bit because one of the things I've noticed over my lifetime is that people have things happen to them and they assume that no one else has anything ever happening to them. It's just, there's like this fence and it only happens on my side of the fence. Everything else is beautiful. Like the grass is greener on the other side of the fence. Right. And so I, I love that you're willing to share this. And and I think it, it gives a humanity, to what you do, because it's important to see other people not, not, not because they suffered, but because they were able to make it into something wonderful and positive and heal themselves. And that's the part that I I find inspiring and wonderful because everyone has something to deal with. We all have
2: baggage of some sort. It's just a matter of degrees.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I actually told a student this one time, I said, you know, everyone has something to deal with. We just don't have the same thing to deal with. And that is where the challenge comes in. You have to figure out what your issue is and how you're going to deal with it. Are you going to deal with it in a positive way and move forward? Or are you going to sit there and stew and fester and grow that anger? Because you can, you can do that too.
2: (laughs) And then you get stuck
1: there. Mm -hmm.
2: And, And then, you know, you start to see other things not working out in your life which is what I I started to see. You know, I started to see I was getting into bad
1: relationships. But those were not meant for you because I don't know if I, I truly believe when you're on the right path, yes. the doors open. The yeah. opportunities are all right there in front of you. But when you're on the wrong path, those doors just keep slamming in your face. Yeah, and It's like, no, this is not where you're meant to be. And you have to figure that out. And when you are able to see that and you can figure out you walk that path a little bit more easily.
2: And I always say your emotions are your GPS. Mm -hmm. So if you're feeling bad or unhappy about something, that's your guidance system telling you to shift in another direction.
1: Exactly.
2: That's our guidance system. It's given to us. That's, that's our wonderful blessing to have these emotions. And rather than yeah. reacting to them, responding to them.
1: Oh, I love it! Yeah, you and I are on the same path there. <laughs> I, I love it because, um, yeah, we we sometimes we react, and we shouldn't be reacting. We should be able to take a step back, and analyze the situation, and then respond. There's a huge difference between reacting and responding. Yes, yes,
2: and reacting. You know, generally speaking, when we react to something, it doesn't make us feel good afterwards.
1: True. Because sometimes we say things we don't mean or do things we don't mean or, you know, who knows? Things just happen. So um, and then that whole regret thing falls into place and it, it just gets ugly and nobody needs that. I mean, nobody needs that. So.
2: <laughs> and however, when those things happen, and this is something I offer as an opportunity in my signature program. Is to forgive yourself, yeah, for whatever judgments you have that that you weren't good enough, that you didn't do things right, that you didn't do whatever save things right, whatever it is. That's the opportunity to forgive, Mm -hmm. because regret doesn't feel
1: good. Absolutely, going there. (laughs) Well, let's talk a little bit about your. your program, what programs do you offer? And how, if somebody, since you're doing things remotely, how can somebody get involved with one of your programs? So uh, if they wanted to start yoga new or say they're, you know, they've been doing it for 10 years, how is it that they can find you and participate in one of your programs?
2: Okay. So on my website, there are links to register for a chair yoga class which I offer twice a week, which is great if uh, you have limited mobility, either from age, you're recuperating from an illness or a surgery or something. And I can always adapt the class to any further limitations you may have. Um, So I do have that that I offer.
1: And how many people are typically in that class?
2: Right now, I have two people registered. Perfect. I just started my program in January.
1: Oh, wow. Congratulations. Thank
2: you. Online, meaning online. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, but online since January.
1: Awesome. Okay.
2: And then I have an all levels yoga class, which, again, it's on the floor and it's a more of a traditional Hatha class. But uh, again, I adapt it to anybody who's in the class that needs adaptation. So I will let you know. And my classes are a combination of Hatha which is the exercising and the movements and the breathing, getting the blood flow going, stretching the muscles, and then with the kundalini, which is more specific. And I focus, you know, this week we'll do, you know, stretching the spine, strengthening the spine. This week we'll work on the nervous system. This week we'll work on the endocrine system, you know, different things like that. So that that is how I teach. I teach them both. And I always offer a nice long Shavasana corpse pose at the end, because that's the time when the body is incorporating all the messages it just received through the practice and uh, um, incorporating it into the cells, the information. Gotcha. And then I also offer private sessions, which are recorded. So, you know, if you do a private session with me, we do a, a, I do an evaluation and ask you a bunch of questions mm-hmm. so that I know what your personal needs are, your personal lifestyle. And I do a class to meet you with that. I record it and then you take it and you can continue on your own to practice awesome. with the recording and gain the benefits. And then the signature program, my copyrighted signature program, it's an eight-week course and we go week to week on modules and each week, the module focuses on something different. On one module we may explore along with the yoga and the and uh, we explore um, maybe beliefs, what your beliefs are in a particular, and not necessarily religious beliefs, but beliefs about yourself. You know, attitudes of self-worth, beliefs about money, beliefs about family, all these belief systems and see what are those beliefs that are causing you the most stress so that we can reframe them to, so that they're no longer causing you the stress. And so I can guide you toward that. Or uh, we do another one on rituals. Another rituals are super important. Brushing your teeth is a ritual every day. Right? right. Right. Again, not to put a religious or spiritual aspect on it, but a ritual is really good to set the psyche with a schedule of some sort. So it gives us a sense of grounding in life and you can choose your own ritual. You create your own ritual. It can be religious or spiritual if you'd like it to be,
3: but it doesn't have
2: to be. Maybe your ritual has something to do with, um, you know, art. You know, maybe you have an artistic inclination and you want to do a ritual that's artistic for you again, to give the mind Something to ground on as a regular course of your daily life. Um, again, it's up to you. So, I love it. all these aspects and components. Uh, and so, by the end, each session is recorded. Each session has an adapted yoga hatha for you and your body and your lifestyle, and a Kundalini uh, Kriya, which is a set. That is specific to you. So if you're, you know, really afraid of something that's going on in your life, I'll do a Kriya that's going to help
1: you with courage. I love it. Well, I, I really appreciate you being here today. I want to ask you one last question. What advice would you give your 20-year-old self, knowing what you know today?
2: Um stick stick with your your goals. You know, look inside and know that that you have good guidance from within, listen to it, trust it. Don't question it. You're, you're on the path. You'll, you'll end up exactly where you want to be. Don't worry about it. It may look, you know, a little frustrating at times to you right now and you may not have a lot of, you know, direction, but you'll find it.
1: Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. You have been an absolute joy to talk to today. Um, I would like to give your information out uh, one more time. So if you are looking um, to get in touch with Raminder Preet, Lisa, you can go to her website, life skills, yoga program.com. And would you like to give out your email again, please? Yes. It's
2: uh, Raminder Preet. R-A-M-I-N-D-E-R-P-R-E-E-T at urbanyogini.net. And if you go to my website, to the resources page, there's a trailer for my film there. And underneath the trailer is my email address that you
1: can contact me. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And if you're looking to get in contact with me, you can go to executivefunctioncoachaz.com. You can go on to, you can look at our YouTube channel, which is where we will be posting this video uh, within a few days. Uh, so you can go back and, and you can see what Raminder Preet looks like. She's a beautiful woman. So you want to go see that. And um, you can see the behind the scenes video. And you can also go and subscribe to Executive Function Magazine if you have not done that yet. We've had our first three issues out and they've been wonderful you're looking to advertise with us, if you want to be on the show, if you want to be a writer in our magazine, all of those things are an opportunity that you can definitely do. So please get in touch with me. And once again, you can go to my website and you can email me directly from our contact page at the very bottom of the first page. Um, I just want to give a quick shout out to all our listeners from around the world. I I think um, we have listeners in Ireland and China. And I think we have listeners in Afghanistan and Pakistan and India and Australia. And I think there's even a couple in Africa. So thank you all for for your time. And it's the most valuable thing you own. So I really appreciate that you're willing to spend it with us. And we will see you next time.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Focus on Success. Please join your host, Fazia Acosti for another program next Wednesday at noon Eastern time and 9 a.m. Pacific time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again, have a great week.